morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. This is episode 77 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I'm with a good crew today. Uh, Kendrick, introduce yourself, man. You already know who it is, the smartest one on the podcast, as always. Yes, sir. Greg, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's going on? Yes, sir. Greg in the building. Johnny, just Johnny, introduce yourself, man. Hello, world. You already know, just Johnny tapping in. Self-proclaimed smartest person on the podcast. I respect that, though. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay, that's how we're coming in with the introductions. Episode 77 is a basketball episode. We got a lot to talk about in the NBA, a lot to discuss. But diving into it, I'm just going ahead and start with it. Listen, a lot of teams, the NBA season is about, what, 20 games in? Maybe 10, 12 games in? Kendrick, am I correct? Or are we about 15 games in uh, NBA season-wise? So it's a pretty good season so far. A lot of interesting things happening. A lot of teams slash players that is definitely impressed that no one's probably expected them to do as well. So we're going to dive into this. And this is a general question. Whoever wants to hop in first, you can join in. Let's start it off with this. So in your guys' opinion so far in the NBA season, still short. But so far in the season, which team or player impressed you the most? That had you look at him, you said, wow, I didn't expect this guy or this team in particular coming into this season playing so well. I'm just wondering to you, Johnny. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, if I have to say, um, I would say the team for me, there was a few surprising players. But the team overall that surprised me the most so far, guys, the Portland Trailblazers, um, they're ten and four on the season, and they're sitting the top. I think they're ten and four right now. I think they one more. I'm I'm sure, but they're sitting the top of the West right now, which is very surprising. Chauncey Billups, Roy Rogers, and Scotty Brooks, like that coaching staff, is like really got these guys focused on defense, and I think that's like the heart of their team now. They've established an identity somehow, some way, and I I I pick this team to be like maybe fighting for a playing tournament. Um, I mean, I, I know it's still early, but I mean, you talk about hit, hitting the ground running. Like, uh, I think that, like, they're sixth in the, uh, in defensively. And I think they're allowing uh, just over 110 points a game. And I think last year they were like dead last. So, um, they, they got those guys hooping. Um, obviously we know what Dane can do, 28 points per game, shooting 46%. Um, the guys that impressed me though, Jeremy Grant, um, that's very, very impressive what he's putting up. I think he's so far throughout the season, he's about at 21, 20 points per game. And Josh Hart's at about averaging nine boards a game. Anthony Simmons shooting 42%. Um, that team is just like, they're, they're, they're swagging right now. And I, I definitely got to respect what they're doing over there. Definitely the Portland Trailblazers. You got Dame Tom. You got the young rookie in Shaden Sharp. He's actually been producing pretty well. Jeremy Grant, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, definitely a talented roster. Definitely had them going to the playoffs. Didn't have them playing this exceptionally well. Uh, Kendrick, give me your thoughts on which franchise, uh, or players so far into this short season, uh, has definitely impressed you and had you, you know, take a double look at them. Uh, so honestly, he will, he had, he made a good point with the Portland Trailblazers, but I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna stay in the West. I'm going with the Utah Jazz. And Utah Jazz surprised me the most because I thought they was going to be the bottom of the West. You know, you trade your two 
all-star caliber players. You trade Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland, you get Lori Market and Colin Sexton, and then you get and then you go um give up uh Gobert, Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves. I forgot who they got back in that trade. They might have got some draft picks for sure. Um oh they got Jared Vanderbilt and uh let's see. Uh, was Jared Vanderbilt's been playing really well. Definitely yeah. taking advantage of his opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like that whole entire team put together. Nobody really, everybody. I, I grant. I used to I, again a little disclaimer. I used to work it. I used to work for the Utah Jazz, so everybody was like, "Huh, this is gonna be a, a rough time." But I, I'm over there talking to some of the people I work with. They, they out there shocked themselves. Like they not, they didn't expect to be. Uh, what's their record? They um they didn't expect to be. 10 I, think and, I think they're the top three team in the West right now. Probably. Yeah, they're, they're ten and stand. They're, they got a ten and six yeah. record. No surprising. Uh, surprising. they got Lori Marketing out here hooping. Let's they talk won. about Marketing. Yeah, Marketing. No whiskey. I call him Dirk, Dirk No Whiskey Junior. He's saying it right now. All right, I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna go that far. I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> but he is hooping. You know, he averaging twenty one. And then my favorite player from the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson's hooping now that he is starter, averaging uh just under eighteen, just literally just barely under eighteen. But Laurie Markins really the surprise of that whole entire squad because everybody know what Colin Sexton can do. He coming off the bench, providing solid minutes off the bench, doing his thing. Oh, hey, then he, I think he dropped thirty seven. Yeah, he dropped thirty seven. The other day against the Sixers, mind you, I think they they lost though because Joel Embiid had fifty nine. Can't can't do can't do too much with fifty nine. Nah, I was like, don't uh, let us remind you, brother. I appreciate that. I see the point you're making though. Jordan Clark, <laughs> he's hooping. That's that's the he's hooping. He's hooping. Jordan Clark coming in with eighteen points a game. You know he's coming in solid, giving you solid production. About five assists a game, four rebounds a game. He's playing pretty good this season. More shots for him too, because Donovan's not there. You know absolutely. He all, but this is the thing. It's not even more shots. He was always he always gets his shots up because one he's a bucket. That's that's first and foremost. Jordan Clarkson absolutely. really he he's straight and all he do all he know how to do is just I mean he really is scorer at heart. He's a pure scorer. Like he was like. What I'm gonna do is get to a bucket, no matter what. So even when Donovan was there, he was still getting up his shots. He was still knocking down his threes and everything. But now as a starter, he gets like he has to take a more prominent role, and I feel like he's really stepped into that uh, role well, and he's just doing his thing. Six minutes of the year, right? When yeah, Donovan wanted, was over there, when Donovan was wanted, over there, six minutes. Yeah, he wanted <laughs> two or three years ago. Two or three years ago, I forget which year. Might have, might have been 20, 2019. Because it was him and Joe Ingles going after it. It was him and Joe Ingles. So I think did Jordan Clarkson win it back to back? I think he won it back to back. Am I correct? Or did he only win I it? I want to say yes. Uh, that sounds familiar. I, I feel like no. I feel like he only won it once. Oh, he only won it one time. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, go check it out real quick. It definitely feels like he won it twice. Maybe it's just me, or maybe he played that well for just those two seasons. No, he he's definitely won it. Oh, he's only won it once, twenty twenty one. That's the only time you won it. Yeah, that's the only time you won it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying he's hooping right now. They all hooping, and ho- I-, I want him to keep it up. I really do. I want let's, him to keep it up, keep playing well. I, I like I like the Utah Jazz roster, the way it's constructed. Taylor Horton Tucker, he's coming in. He's, he's a good defender, averaging a solid eight points. He's giving you nice defense, contributing on the boards. Assist and then with the points as well. This is a nice team, actually. 
Either a Kelly or Link. This is crazy. Right, Utah Jazz might be the most surprising team. But, Greg, I want to swing it to you. We had Johnny and Kendrick staying in the West. Are we staying in the West, too, or are we traveling to the East? Which team or, or player, respectively, is definitely impressed you and make you take a double look and have you excited for them this season? Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the team that just dropped 153 points yesterday on the on the Nets head. Let's go with the Sacramento Kings. It's time for it's time for Sacramento to stand up. They seven and six on the season, right? I understand that, but they're seven. They won seven of their last. They started the, the season 0 and four, and they've won seven of their last nine games. They're second in the NBA in, in, in offensive efficiency. They got work to do on the defensive end, though. They're only 27th on that regard, but it's a young team. You feel me? You got De'Aaron Fox, who's given, who's, uh, might be making his all, first all-star game this season, potentially, or, or maybe as an alternate. He's averaging close to 25 points a game, 24.6. And then you have three, you have four other players, five other players on the roster that's average, averaging double digits in points. Kevin Herter is giving you six, almost 17 a game. The Sabonis is giving you almost 18 a game. Harrison Barnes is giving you 11. Keegan Murray is giving you 12. And, uh, Malik Monk is giving you 12 off the bench. The offensive, the, um, you got, um, uh, Mike Brown that came over from the Warriors bench. So he has that championship pedigree and you know, he provides the stability to a franchise that's been very unstable since his last playoff appearance in 2006. Um, and it's just a good team all around. I mean, when you can drop, I know it's the Brooklyn Nets and they don't play defense, but 153 points is 153 points. Um, so I just like the makeup of this roster. They're either a playing team or they're sneaking to the AC. Um, but I think they're a huge surprise concerning the fact for them to be seven and six after these first 13 games. Let's be real. I had like two, three games they were winning by this point in the season at best coming in. Chris and would have been so happy to hear you talk like this. I'm not going to lie to you. Chris would have been happy. <laughs> and honestly, it's very impressive. Herder's shooting 53% from three. That's wow. Like 52.6. Yeah, Herder is shooting the lights out. And they got they building that young core. Like I do respect the yeah, they Sacramento very underrated. The Aaron Fox is there at twenty five point five. Give you the Aaron Fox is about to sign the clutch sports. Uh him and Keegan Murray's forming a deadly combination. You got Davion Mitchell that's coming in playing great defense, facilitating the ball, actually doing well as a as a scorer. Uh Harrison Barnes. This whole DeMonte this team is exciting. I actually think the Kings might be able to break off their 14, 17 year playoff drought. Hopefully. I think this is the year that they do do it, like Greg said. Uh, I've definitely been impressed with the second month of Kings. Go ahead, Kendrick. You got something that you want to add? Uh, no, not really. I, I mean, y'all was really saying some respectable stuff about the Kings. I mean, I really, I feel like this is the year to break the playoff drought, but. They just gonna break it, but it's a stepping stone though. So they just taking this as a stepping stone. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Maybe they even shock me. They go past the first round, but I don't see them going past the first round. If they, especially if they like at the bot, like they like they just like the seven AC because then you probably have to deal with either the Warriors or uh, the Nuggets. Like it's just like you know it's too unpredictable. So I feel like them breaking the drought is definitely them going a long way. In a weird way, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I feel like if they get Patrick Bev, they could be last year's Timberwolves team. I'm not even going to hold you. Last year's Timberwolves team was Patrick Bev. Huh. Okay. 
I just I, think they need a, like a veteran that plays defense, and that's going to like you know what I'm saying hold them accountable. Patrick Beverly, all right, you prefer him on the Kings than the Lakers? Since the Lakers aren't really going to go anywhere, why not jump shit and join the Kings? Is that what you're saying, Greg? <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I'm. I mean, they're three and ten on the season. God bless. <laughs> jump ship. Jump ship. Might as well jump ship. All right. Well, that that for that topic, we talked about particularly what teams or players, respectfully, were very impressive so far in this 15 game uh, start to the NBA season. Now we flip the switch over. We go. We talk about which teams and players so far in this season has been, you know, extremely disappointing. Uh, in your guys' opinion, which team or player hasn't lived up to his potential so far into the season? And you just can't help but hope that maybe it'll be a switch probably midway to the season before All-Star Weekend. Uh, Greg, I'm going to swing it to you first. Give me your thoughts. Um, I will go with, uh, if I had to choose a team, honestly, I will go with, uh, I feel like the Miami Heat. I mean, you could go a lot of different ways, but we were talking about all West teams. I was going to go with the Warriors if we were going to stay out West, but I think it's probably just best if I swing it to the East and I'll go with the Miami Miami Heat. Um, I think they just I, – I, I can't remember exactly what their record is, but when I last checked like uh, a couple days ago, they were 5-7, and seven, so they might have improved on their record since then. But I just think that this team relies too much on, um, on, De- on um, uh, Jimmy Butler for offense. And down the and down the stretch, I think they're relying on him too much either. I mean, they signed uh, uh, now I'm blanking on on the brother's name, Lightskin Bull, uh, that uh, got the contract in the offseason that I think is overpaid uh, for Miami. Uh, Tyler Hero, they gave Tyler. Can you hear me? Yeah, you good? Hello? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, yeah, no, true. I mean, true, but I mean, his uh, his ability to stay. I mean, I feel like his ability to stay on the court has been in question, and I think for him to get that contract, um, I just feel like you since PJ Tucker's been gone, I feel like they lack as much of a, a defensive identity as they as they have in the past. With Jimmy Butler, they rely too much on Jimmy Butler down the stretch to like finish games. Like Jimmy Butler has literally carried this team on the, on his back, but he's pushed in 34. Um, and I just don't know how sustainable that is for the rest of the season. And despite Jimmy Butler's heroics in certain games, I mean, he blocked Devin Booker that last game the other, the other day to seal the game against the Suns. Um, but I mean, they're still struggling, um, to just put up points and they relied Jimmy Butler too in the fourth quarter too much to bring them home, in my personal opinion, for his age compared to the quote-unquote young core that they have that they've already invested money into. So I just don't know how sustainable they'll be. And considering the fact that they were the number one seed last year, I think that they're closer to, like, a seventh seed, maybe even an eighth seed. Like, I, I feel like they're pushing playing tournament this year. I'm not even going to hold you. Wow. And I just think that's disappointing. Yeah, he always been that team that you didn't even question whether or not they were competing for that top four, uh, top five spot in the Eastern Conference. Hell, even top three. Uh, you never really questioned it. But this is the season you got to question it and put it uh, into thought. Kendrick, I'm going to swing it to you. Seems like you got something to add. Uh, I'll go as Greg. Well, um, who would you, who, well, what's the key addition then for the Heat to like help them out? Like, should they go after somebody? Like, who, what should they do? Um, I think defensively to bring back 
that uh, defensive intensity. I mean, we took P.J. Tucker away from the Miami Heat. Uh, so, I mean, they should consider – I feel like they need a little bit more help defensively. Have they considered getting someone like a Matisse Seibel? Uh Getting Matisse Seibel from the, uh, from the Sixers. I mean, he's coming off their bench right now. He's been a couple DNPs throughout the season. But we know Matisse Thibel can stick defense. Um, and so that way you can have Matisse on as a primary defender – which takes away some of the responsibility from Jimmy Butler. And then Jimmy Butler can focus on the offensive end. Because, I mean, he, you're trying to make him still a two-way player at 34, and I just don't know how sustainable that is. Yeah, but, I mean, that still leaves a gap in the offense, though. So it's like there's still – I mean, I'd have to – I'd have to – but I'd have to believe that if, we, if we've if we invested four years and $100-plus million in Tyler Hero, get your act together. What you mean? Mm-hmm. He put – the bread in you, like what you mean? We got to get some more additions. Score, score buckets. <laughs> come on, the net, in the days NBA, you know, two players that score a lot isn't really going to do much. Is it two players or is it one right now? So have the second player show up and then come talk to me. Uh, I care, but I mean, still they still probably. I don't know how much you can do with like a potential two players who going to be your offense in today's NBA. I mean, Bam gonna give you buckets, Bam. Bam giving you seventeen a game too. Like we're not gonna just act like he not he not doing anything. But I'm just saying, Tyler Hero's not giving you the the production that you expect for the bread that they gave. And so you putting it on Jimmy Butler's back in the clutch. And I think that should uh, Tyler Hero should take some of the blunt too. He said he wanted to be a starter. He wanted that starter money. Get get after them. But then, all right. So why are we just aiming after Tyler Hero? Bam should step up offensively too then. He shouldn't be. He should be but Bam's, Bam's, but hold on, hold on. But Bam's game is 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 Bam's game is is also on the defense defensive end too. You're not. You don't know Tyler Hero as a defender. So Tyler Hero's whole stick is that he can put the ball in the hole. He doesn't stick defense. So what are we talking about here? Bam can give you can give you uh ten rebounds a game, eleven rebounds a game. He can but he can guard one through five. What is Tyler Hero doing if he's not scoring the basketball? Hmm. What do you think? I mean, he got some points, but I'm just saying, like, if Bam wants to make that leap and he's trying to get that, I mean, I feel like Bam's just trying to make that leap because he's a, he's a well-known player and, like, he's good enough to do it and, like, you know, he can have his moments, but at the end of the day, he needs to be that third person. So, Bam got to step up offensively, too, while he's still doing a lot on defense. I mean, he's young. He, he, he wants to... He's trying to have a. He could be. He has the potential to be like a breakout center. Be a, a like what being a conversation and always being like I'm a top three, top five center in the league. But he just doesn't have that offensive game to him to give him that um to give him that title to give him that uh, respect. So until he can do that, he can't. He's not going to be cracking nobody's top ten. Nobody's cr- no cracking nobody's top five anytime soon. All right, all right, uh, Johnny, I want to swing it to you. Well, well, I'll tell you one thing. I will agree with Greg to the extent of Tyler Hero needs to earn his money because as a Citrus fan, Colin, you know we know good and well what it's like to be robbed, uh, to overpay for a player and not get what you feel like you deserve out of it, which brings me to the Sixers. I'm going to come in my own team here. Um, That's my team that I'm picking for underachievement because I I mean the one thing that they've I, that we've learned so far is that they find different ways to lose they just it, it just depends on whoever's in and out of the lineup 
And one of the main problems we have is scoring without – and it's, it, well, lack of scoring when the beat's not out. Um, uh, Max, he's, he's doing what he can, but over the last couple games, he's shooting like 26% from the, from the three and like about like 20% from the field. I mean, he's trying to do what he can, but obviously he's young. I'm not really mad at him. It's, I, you already know how I feel, Tobias Harris. Like for the last time, make what's left of your money. Like what, what, he's null and void, not, just non-existent. Um, he's, he's not, he's not stepping up in ways that I feel like he should. I, I feel like he's scoring less. I feel like he's less aggressive offensively than he was last year. And th- that's, that, that's a huge problem. And when Embiid's not playing, I, I think, um, that, that, I, uh, if I can remember the game that stuck out to me the most recently is the Atlanta game. Not even the first game. Uh, I think that weekend they played them twice. I think that second time they played them was that weekend. I, we were just, we just, we just couldn't score. We just couldn't score. Doc, I think Doc, there was a time when Doc put, Doc, he put Tyson Fall and Paul Reed in for defensive purposes, but our offense was hemorrhaged. Um, this is when, yeah, obviously B wasn't playing. And, and, uh, I think we went small ball later, put PJ Tucker out there. And, but basically we just couldn't match buckets with, with, with ATL. And that's just the, the bane of our existence. DeAnthony Melton, he's, he's, he's producing what he can, but at the end of the day, the Sixers aren't where they should be at this point. And I feel like, like I said before, it's just the same struggles. Um, we just don't have any depth that's worth it. It's, it's, it continues to be a problem for me. And Tobias Harris, please, sir. Like, what do we, like, like, like Greg said, like, get, get a bucket, please. He can't. He cannot. He has not been able to get to a bucket his entire time as a Sixer, bro. He was a weight. He was the biggest waste of money the this I I have ever seen in my lifetime. Fan. Well, Tyler Hero is about. He might he might be chasing up that list. We'll see, yeah, right? Tyler just got, first of all, we're he not just gonna, got it. <laughs> not going to discredit Tyler Hero like he didn't just come off a six million a year before he got that contract. He started all right, so. Let's say you just started off. Better opportunity. He played horrible in the playoffs, though. When they needed him the most. Uh, and to, uh, Tobias Harris actually had a capable playoff performance last year. A capable? Hey, he was better than he was the year before. He, had, he, uh, uh, he, he struggled in the first round against the Raptors. He struggled, the he struggled in the first round against the Raptors, but he had a better, uh, he produced better numbers in that second round. Hero, I will agree with Colin. I didn't, I don't remember that guy <laughs> when, the, when the playoffs showed up. I don't remember that guy. Not since the bubble. You can say Tyler Hero, but don't just say Tyler Hero because he wasn't the only person on that Heat team who's up, who, who's main, uh, Main thing is right. to score. Cause you gotta look at Duncan Robinson. His main thing is to shoot. I think he was shooting below 30, 20%, below 30%. And he can't ah. yeah, well, well, I will say this. As far as the 76ers, like, I think they're more disappointed than the Miami Heat because I had this team, like, I'm not even biased, but I had this at least top three. Obviously, uh, Milwaukee and Boston, I was gonna see what was gonna, what they looked like. I figured we'd be up there with them, but, I mean, okay, injuries shook up a little bit, but where's the coaching? I wasn't, I wasn't even, after I moved on, I wasn't even done with that. I was going to finish off with Doc. Like, can, can he please exit, in my personal opinion? Like, how long is this man going to keep leading us? I don't think he's a good coach. I think he, I think he's, I think his coaching methods are over, are fabricated and they're made to look good when in retrospect he doesn't know lineups and I don't think he's good in situations. 
Um, in addition to the fact that we overpaid for <laughs> Tobias Harris, but that that that's my team, Colin. Unfortunately, we I got to show it. We're shooting ourselves in the foot here, man. All right. So I mean, Greg, you have anything else to add before we slide on to the next topic? Kendrick, you got anything you want to add before we slide on to the next topic? I will say a team that I have been disappointed in and feel like they should be playing better is the Minnesota 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 Timberwolves. Absolutely. That was that was I, I was like, Yep. Cause I feel like I mean, listen, you had Cat at the big man, okay. You know, he's not really that good defensively. You go and get the best defensive center in the league. Why are you not playing better? Cat does. Cat has less responsibility now on just the defensive end because you got you got Rudy. You got. You let's got be let's be let's be real, bro. Let's be real. No <laughs> way y'all gonna sit here and tell me y'all actually thought the Minnesota Timberwolves is gonna be good this year when but they traded got- when they traded like seventy people for Rudy Gobert. Are you are you keen with Yo, your bro? Come on, bro. He's, Stop he's, playing. He's, Stop he's, playing. He's, he's, I expected over- failure. I expected failure. Oh, if they Philly. if they started the year high, if they had started the year high, I would have you would have had some. I would have been shocked. They would have been my team of the century. But 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 like this is exactly I what I thought. Failure. I expected. I expected failure. Bro, like bro, Rudy's overrated. I didn't expect failure because of how that team is built and what their problem was. The problem has been the entire time. They would they had Carl Anthony Towns trying to be a big man down low and play defense. That was not realistic. That's not true. That's not. So I, I had some faith where it's like, oh, they got Rudy. So they actually got something because they got three, they got three legitimate scores out there on the court that can get to, that can get to a bucket at any time. And they finally got the defensive anchor that they need to help out down low. And they got to just stop the perimeter game. Ain't it crazy that the, that, uh, Patrick Beverly looked like a better defensive, uh, a better uh, defensive anchor than, than Rudy Gobert does? It's because he's overrated. He's always been overrated. I oh, don't. Joel and B missed an NBA third team because they gave it to Rudy Gobert, and that is the, that is the biggest monstrosity I have seen. What, 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 what sense is the MVP match still? Of your, we're not going to argue that. But anyway, I see your point. My thing is, we knew Rudy Gobert was overrated. We didn't think it would be that wow. bad, though. What is he bad? How did you? How did you? Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. How did you not think it was going to be a, it was not going to be this bad? Listen, 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 listen. They had all them pieces last year for bench, for bench depth. They had the same pieces plus a bench and they were the seventh seed. You take all those pieces away and draft picks and all you add back is Rudy Gobert and you're shocked that they're this bad? Come on, yo. You, you can't be real. Well, you're not telling me how Rudy Gobert is overrated though. You're, you're, you're skipping over my questions. How's he overrated? How is he overrated? It's over. Uh, you can define overrated in a lot of different metrics, right? Yes, please tell me right? how he's overrated. And what okay, and in, in, in this sense, in this sense, what he was traded for means that his value to the team was worth what they gave away. Yeah. It turns out it wasn't. It, that's called overrated, wow. brother. Yeah, it wasn't. What, what is he overrated in, though? What is he doing that is make that? What is he not doing, or that he's supposed to be doing that he's not doing? That makes. Let me, you, let me tell you something. Let me say. Let me say. Let me tell you, Let me say something. When you said when you give a car, when you have a car, right, and you give it into you give a shop. All these analogies, but you're not answering the question, though. I'm just. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need to answer the question because all I need to. T- I, I told you already. They traded for him 
all those all those players and all those picks to get Rudy Gobert. That means that they saw that his value was worth more than what they were giving away. And clearly the results thus far have shown that that's not the case. That's called overrated. I don't understand what you wouldn't. I don't need to give you no stats, no metrics. That's called overrated. I don't need to give you anything else besides that. But, but, but what other value are you looking for to give besides defense? That's what I'm asking. Exactly. Exactly. He he provides no offensive production. You thought he that his defense. You thought that his defensive alone. You, you thought that his defense. You thought that his defensive alone alone could could uh get could be the difference between unlocking Cat. And being able to let him loose in other areas, and it turns out that's not the case. With Rudy Gobert in the lineup, his plus-minus is not that great. And with them both on the floor, with him by himself. So I don't understand. That's called overrated. They rated him higher than than apparently he's worth on the court than the stats are showing. I don't understand. What what else you need to tell me? What else you need me to say? What stats isn't it showing? What his defensive plus minus, his defensive, his defensive plus minus is not that great this season. I, I don't have the exact statistics on me, but with Rudy Gobert on the court by himself, with Cat, with other players on the floor, it's always negative. So I don't understand what, what, I, that's what it's that for you. I don't, I don't understand what else I, I don't have the Rudy Gobert stats because I'm not look, I'm not checking for the brother. But for y'all to sit here and be like, oh, I'm shocked the Timberwolves are struggling. I'm not. Everybody knew they were going to be as. Uh, first of all, I did not think they were going to be asked. That's number one. Number two, I am surprised. I'm going to be surprised because I looked at that team and they, they needed somebody as a defensive anchor. So, okay. You passed Beverly didn't want to come back. They didn't want to bring him back. They get, they got rid of him. Okay. They got, they got Rudy Gobert out of it. I see how I could see literally from a defensive perspective. That's the only thing I saw that being a beneficial. Anything outside of defense was not, was not needed from him because they have D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Everett and Carl Anthony Towns. So why am I, why would I care about his why am I caring about his offensive game? Why why am I really t- paying a, a deep attention to that when really all we're looking for because when because because defense exactly and at the end I don't like I don't know what the defensive numbers are I don't have Rudy Gobert stats on me because I didn't think we're I didn't really did not think anybody was going to say Rudy Gobert I I mean to say the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because anybody that I talked to when they saw that trade, everybody was saying the Timberwolves are drunk. And no way you gave away five first round t- picks. But well, they gave him a first rounder. He's the player of the year, bro. He won. Overrated. 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 Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Them couple little defensive player of the year awards they no. gave it to him because there was nobody else to get. The third defensive player of the year was Ben Simmons with Ben Simmons award, and they gave it to Rudy Gobert for no reason. Let's yeah, be real. that was a robbery. That was a robbery. Okay. I think he had okay, a plus we, minus okay, of yeah, But how you give, you giving away? So we're just giving away because he was the only he was the best defender in the league, so we just have to give it to him. So is that are you are you really saying that? Like in those two years? Yes. Yes. If Rudy, 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 Rudy Gobert, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Rudy Gobert, let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert is considered a top five center in this league, and I think that's a monstrosity. That tells me how bad the center position is. That Rudy Gobert is a top five center. Did you see how he was getting cooked in that Clipper series? Are you he's crazy? He's a plus nineteen. He's a plus nineteen, and he's a plus nineteen. Uh, plus minus is that plus nineteen in the in the, in the, in the uh, league team. Oh, really? He's a plus what? Really? 
He's a, I'm sorry. And you were talking about his plus minus. Come on, bro. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, he'll leave the team in box plus minus at plus 19. Right. Yep. I mean, but hold on. But that really, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I, again, I didn't come prepared with the Rudy Gobert set. So I'm, I'm just going based off of what I think I heard from, from like, like just what I was reading or something or what I think I heard from TV or something like that. So, okay, you got me on the plus minus. But I'm telling you right now, Rudy Gobert was not going to be the between y'all being a seven, the Timberwolves being a seven seed last year and being a top five team in the West. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, what are y'all saying? I'm agreeing to the extent I, I will agree. I thought Carl Anthony Towns would be more unlocked. I thought he would do that. I thought he would. I didn't think it would. I knew he, I knew I felt like Rudy Gobert was overrated. I just thought he would fit better. And I did think he would unlock Towns more. But yeah, I've got to agree to that much of an extent. Like, I, I, because again, like the whole the whole point is they had a bench last year. They had the same talent. They just didn't have Rudy Gobert, and they were a seven seed last year. They gave away their entire bench. They added Rudy Gobert, and they didn't add any other significant pieces that makes me feel more confident about that bench. So what are we doing? <laughs> five, like five and seven, whatever, whatever the record is. I'm not shocked. I knew there was going to be ass. Okay, I mean, but they have the same record as the Warriors. So what, what can you say about that then? The Warriors are defending champions. They have that pedigree. Carl Anthony. What are you talking about? The Warriors have a championship pedigree. The Warriors have a championship pedigree. They have a championship what is, pedigree, what? and they're six and eight. Come on, let's championship your pedigree, but they're six and eight. Okay, okay, okay. You want to play this game? You really, you really want to play? You, you really want to play this game? Come on, bro. I'm just saying. Do you want to play this game? They got okay. They got they got they got Stephen Curry. And they have a championship pedigree. You really think the Warriors aren't going to come? Tell me, tell me with a straight face, you think the Warriors have the same chance of rebounding as the Minnesota Timberwolves do? They both do. If they, if they okay. really oh, okay. They nope. I'm going on mute. Nope, brother. I'm, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I'm not going to fall for it. God bless. Talking to you. We having a conversation. You asked me a question. I didn't say that the, the, the Timberwolves going to be top, top three. I didn't say that, but they can definitely make a they can definitely make a comeback and make and make an argument to beat the top five, the top six. No, 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 no. They're playing at best. They're playing at best. Let's yeah. They're playing at best. All right. All right. <laughs> he goes. He goes top five. <laughs> then he goes top six. No, no, no. That's playing. <laughs> that's playing material, good brother. Playing okay. material. No, playing right. materials from uh seven to ten. Last time I checked. Hmm. No, no, no. Let me be perfectly clear. That's 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 nine that's nine or ten seed right there. God bless. Okay. <laughs> Shoot, he didn't drop the minus fifty four and the plus minus right now. But I, I like I said, I stand where I stand with him. I bought the smoke. Okay. We'll just see. We'll 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 we'll, we'll reconvene this at uh at the halfway point at All Star break and see where we're at. Okay, that that's a very good way to uh, transition that. So. All right, Johnny, anything else before we uh, move on to the final topic of the episode? Not at all, brother. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Sixers, get your act together. Sixers, get the act together. All right. So now we move on. What happened, Kendrick? Felt great to get his act together. Mm. All right. So before we move on to the final topic of this episode, uh, it kind of relates to the second one about which team has been disappointing or player. So far to the season, uh, some of the teams that are playing well is, I mean, the Lakers, uh, they're playing horrible. And the worst part of it is even if they absolutely tank or go have like the worst record probably in the last 
50 some years in Lakers history. Their number one pick will go to the Pelicans, which is flat out ridiculous. So, uh, listen. And with that being said, this ties into the last question. So, is it we have a generational talent coming up this 2023 NBA draft? I'm sure you heard of him. Victor Win Benyama. I'm sure you heard about him. 7'2, 7'3, 7'4, depending on which report you're reading. Seems like this guy gets an inch taller every time reading about him. Uh, one legged, three point footers. He's hitting turnaround Jays. He's playing like Kevin Durant mixed with the, the kid is just, you just unique, right? You never seen a guy like them. Which team that's tanking, in your opinion, would be the best fit for this next generation of talent that would probably put the NBA on an even bigger scale in terms of, you know, being more global than it already is? Like, let's look at France. France will definitely be one of his main supporters. Uh, Kendrick, give me your thoughts on which team that's tanking that definitely could use Victor Wembeyama. That would be the best thing for him. The Rockets? You think the Rockets need him? Green, Smith Jr., KP. They drafted two, uh, they drafted a center in the lottery. Sagoon. I'm trying to think. You think they really need him? I'm still saying it. Ten toes down, the Rockets. That, that'd be a crazy combo. Cause one, that ain't nothing but floor spacing. Nothing but straight floor spacing right there. And then they all young. They're running the entire time. It's nothing but running and gunning with that team. I really don't see no other team that I would not. I'd rather I'd rather him see. I'd only want him to be on the Rockets, honestly. That's the only team I really hope he go to. And I really feel like he's going to gel well and connect and hoop with all them good brothers over there. And they're going to do something. Give, give, if the Rockets get him, give him two, three years. It's going to be over. It's going to be over for it. I'm just saying. That's that's my thoughts on it. Okay. All right. Uh uh Johnny, if I swing it to you, what which team that's tanking would be the best fit for the generational talent, Victor Winbayama? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, say that five times fast. But I tell you what, man, this guy's crazy. This 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 kid, I can't wait to see him play. But I I will say, I'm gonna be real, y'all. This might not be the most realistic landing spot, but in my personal opinion, it might be the most fun to watch. I'm thinking Charlotte. The Hornets that I mean shoot them, they didn't hit the like basically the perfect storm of bad luck even coming into the season. Miles Bridges is gone. Book Knight's got, you know, his legal his legal trouble. Uh I think LaMelo I think he's on and off unless he's still hurt. But you know, I mean I mean their defense probably get better based off their coach Steve Clifford. He's defensive minded so he might have them competing this year, but you know, lack of wing scores, nobody big on the paint. I mean, the bench isn't really worth talking about. But I tell you what, you know, imagine LaMelo and Wimbayana for the next five, six years. How many dimes Melo would get off of him? That'd be my nice little fun duo. And they might <laughs> find themselves in, you know, the calling card area. But that that that's what I would think. That's just, you know, wishful thinking. Maybe not so wishful, but, I mean, I could see that there. I could see him, him mixing with LaMelo in my head. That'd be more fun to watch than him mixing with Jimmy Green, in my personal opinion. I actually like that, actually. But I, I, I'm looking at Kendrick, and I'm looking at the Rockets, and I'm thinking, yes, uh, I, I'm not totally against it, but I think, I don't know, the Hornets, Nick Richards is playing really well, man. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's Come really on. playing well. He's looking like the starting center for the Hornets. Listen, Even- listen. Yeah. 
I get everybody can have a starting center, a starting big man, but when you say words like generational talent, it right. don't matter who you got. If he's okay. generational talent, he going to come in, produce, and hoop for you. So at the end of the day, no matter what it is, he got to come in and hoop because of, of that expectation. Wait, you got to give him a point guard. And who you taking, Tylen, Lamelo or Jalen? Who you think as far as a point guard? Jalen is dropping buckets, but as far as a pure point guard, Jalen certainly isn't a point guard. He's more of a. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. Certainly a bucket. But he has potential to improve his playmaking skills, like Devin Booker. But he certainly isn't a point guard. That's KP's job for the Rockets right now. Uh, but I definitely would take Lamelo. He's definitely would first of all, Lamelo's going to create. A lot of a lot of um, attention on him, right? So when he drives and kicks it, this guy Victor seven three is gonna hit three pointers. And who's contesting that? Honestly, uh, yeah, I think I that'd you know, be the most unguardable pick and pop ever, bro. Un- unguardable, Victor and Lamelo is wild. But like I said, Kendrick Jokic could probably contest that. MB, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Oh. You know, probably done, but I don't think they have the quickness to keep up with Victor. One thing about Victor I noticed is he's very quick, and it's very unusual for a guy with his length and height to be that quick off the ball as well. He's a threat off the ball. Imagine that seven two and seven three, a threat off the ball. That's just crazy. Uh, I'm looking forward to him. Honestly, I can't wait for him to come into the league. Uh, Greg, I want to swing it to you. Which team that's tanking right now? That's definitely been disappointing. He's probably the best fit for the young man, Victor, the generational talent. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with uh, the Detroit Pistons, man. I think, Detroit uh, Pistons? Yeah, the Detroit Pistons, I think they're like 3-12 and 12 on the season right now. So, uh, you know, definitely a disappointment, I think, with the time that you expected coming in uh, to this season. Like, it was going to be a whole different story. Um, you know, you had Jaden Ivey, you had Jalen Duran. Marvin Bagley was a power forward. Sadiq Pay coming off your bench. Kate Cunningham in year two. Um, and I just think they haven't really performed to the standard that we thought they would. Like, it's to, for them to be that sneaky team. And, you know, no disrespect to Jalen Duran. I think he's a great player. Uh, but I think Victor. Hold on. Somebody has a, uh, having a little bit of technical difficulty. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but I think, uh, but I think Victor, uh, Victor is is an upgrade over Jalen Duran, and I think he adds an element to his game where he's just as big as Rudy Gobert, and he can shoot the three like Kevin Durant. I think that's an addition to any great team, but especially for that Detroit Pistons team, you can move Jalen Duran to be your backup big, and then you can have Victor Wobinyama uh, uh, as your as your starting center. And I just don't know how that team loses with, with that with that one. Honestly, I would oh. start Jalen Duran at the four, then Victor at the five. I think I mean, compliment each other. You, you could do you could do you could do that you could do that too. That definitely compliment each other well. Go ahead, Kendrick. We ignoring Marvin Bagley? Marvin Bagley, don't don't do that. We're not factoring Marvin. He cool. He's not even cool. He cool. Let's be honest. But um you said they was gonna be a sneaky team, Greg? You thought the Pistons was gonna be a sneaky team? Why are you factoring? A sneaky team a, a sneaky a sneaky team as in like they could make they could be in the playing race. Why or maybe a complete You're not here. I'm I'm wilding? Why are we, why are we back? I mean, I mean, Kate, I mean, Kate, Kate Cunningham is in year two. Jaden Ivey, uh, is, uh, is, is, was a rookie. You had Sadiq Bate out dropping 50 point games last year. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had, you had Jalen Duran, who was a talented center. You know what I'm saying? You, you signed Marvin Bagley to that deal. I don't think it's outlandish to think that they could make a, 
I'm gonna be honest. So you're telling me that who 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 are they beating out? Who are they beating out? To who like who are they beating to out? What? Who are they beating out to make it in the playing tournament? I mean, you think take care. I mean, I, I didn't really. If, if I'm being real, I mean that's a great question. I mean, the Hornets are wishy washy year to year for real, for real. Like they they hover I towards the end. So like, would it be out? I about to say that yeah, if you, I'm saying, yeah, the uh, the Hornets, like, I mean, with, and with some of the teams, like, teams regressed. So, like, I didn't have a, I didn't have a list of teams that they were for sure gonna make it over. But would I be shocked if, you know what I'm saying, like, some teams fell off from last year? Like, for instance, uh, I'm trying to think who's our seven. Shot Town, last night, y'all. <laughs> they might not fall off that hard, but they ain't, they ain't no uh, the teams last year that didn't make the play-in were the Knicks. Wizards. Yeah, I mean, team, teams like teams regress, bro. So it's oh, kind of well, like hard to. I got to put being the Knicks. Yeah, team, 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 yeah, the Knicks, right? Like I got a teams regress, bro. So like I, I'm just saying the last year's five who, who didn't make the play-in, the five teams who didn't make it. It was the Magic, Pistons, Pacers, Wizards, and Knicks. I, I, I got oh the, yeah, Magic too. Oh yeah, I got the Pistons over the Knicks. I got the Pistons. You over got the Pistons over the Knicks. Oh, you're wild on that. A- absolutely. If you get Jalen during, if, if you get Jalen during at four, you get Victor at the five. I, I don't see the Knicks. The, ta- he, the talent on the Pistons. The- I certainly because who who's guarding K Cunningham on the Knicks? Jalen Brunson's not doing it. Who you throwing up there? Quentin Grimes, he's not doing it. Derrick Rose, come on. Yeah. Yo, I, he I that love, might be. You know the funny part is I love Derrick Rose. Pass his prime, Kendrick. Love Derrick Rose. Pass his prime. Oh, see, you're saying people, but you're not Are, saying everybody on the team. Like, Kate Cunningham, I six, seven. You can, why would you put Jalen Brunson on? And I hope you didn't say R.J. Barrett. Like, he he's six, seven to six foot. Come on. R.J. Barrett is All right, hold on. He is not six, seven. Come on. Kate Cunningham, six, eight. I'm sorry. I was, I was talking all about. Right, you saying, you said, all right, you saying. You saying who could you saying who could I have seen the Detroit Pistons be better than? All right, I'm looking at a list right now. The Magic, the Hornets, the Indiana Pacers, uh, the 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 Knicks. I'm not gonna lie, like we don't know the Knicks are wishy washy from season to season. So let's not act like it was a guarantee that they were a lot to do super amazing thing. So if you came into the season, you told me that the Pistons were going to be better than the Knicks, but the talent on the Pistons, I could see them being better than the Pistons. So I got four. I got four. Uh, that was that. Well, that was four teams right there. All right. I don't. I don't have a fifteen for you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But like those four teams, like easily could have been taken over by the Pistons, and no one. I don't think people would have batted an eye. I wouldn't bet an eye at three of those teams. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, I okay. So we got Greg with the Pistons, Kendrick with the Rockets, Johnny with the Hornets. Great selections. Uh, for this topic, you guys, uh, the fans, you guys could tune in what you think, uh, in your opinion, which team that's taking would be the best option for Victor win Benyama. But that concludes episode 77 of the Restricted Zone podcast. Want to give a big shout out to my co-hosts, Kendrick, Greg, and Johnny. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully the fans enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy recording it. You can follow us on Instagram at Restricted Zone Pod. You can follow us on all streaming platforms. Definitely subscribe and tune in. Give us your support and give us your feedback and let us know what you think. Also, we are on all streaming platforms, whether you have Apple or Android, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. You name it, we got it. 
So thanks a lot for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes and have a great day, everybody. Yeah.